what an incredible Memorial Day weekend the boys in blue and cream had. A incredible home win against Dalton Red Wolves 4-1. Practically the Seba show turning around to play on Memorial Day against Tormenta. And they came away with a 3-2 win. Incredible. We got two segments on today's show. One, we get Brian Canover to give a recap of the Tormenta match that he watched on the Twitch live stream. And then we get into the normal car take with special guest Casey Beeman. And we give you the full breakdown of the 4-1 win on Saturday. All right, Brian, take it away. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm outside on my back deck. The the sun is shining. The birds are chirping. My daughter is in her bedroom shouting, go one Knox, go one Knox. And I can't even be mad that she's awake already because last night, one Knoxville pulled off an incredible come from behind victory in Statesboro, Georgia to Tormenta FC. Now, Tormenta is a club that that has a deep history in this division. They were the Deep South regular season runner-up last year, the Southern Conference finalists last year. They've won divisions before, and it was never going to be an easy match for one Knoxville. It was always going to be challenging, but the boys did it. They pulled off the win. They got the three points in unfavorable conditions. The scores were nil-nil at halftime. Then just minutes into the second half, Tormenta probably hearing about Andresen's second strike against Dalton Red Wolves, a potential USL 2 goal of the week candidate. They, they hit their own wonder strike from outside the box to put themselves up 1-0. The big brummy Max McNulty not to be outdone deputizing for Andreasen on the night, equalized with his own wonder strike from distance in the 54th. In the 73rd, Tormenta went up again from a goal on a corner kick, but one Knoxville on an ensuing set piece sent up the big red wall. The Scotsman Finn McRobb, who pulled one back for the boys in cream, and they were level 2-2 then. With only seven minutes remaining, the Brazilian maestro, Zayan Andrade, put the finishing touch on the comeback, drawing near pandemonium from the sideline as he sent the boys up 3-2 off another set piece. This was a game that was delayed. The conditions, they were wet. They were ugly. But the Twitch stream was alive. The chat was bumping. And a shout-out to Tormenta FC on this one. What an incredible organization for getting that stream up and running for the hungry, the starving, the salivating Knoxville fans who wanted so badly to see their team in action to cap off a long weekend, a Memorial Day. Unfortunately, there will be no return like to this fixture, so we will not have the chance to host Tormenta at home. But with them having won the division in 2018 and 2019 and still among the top contenders for grabbing one of the two playoff spots this season, it's very likely we may see them again sooner rather than later. Our next game will be June 4th versus Dalton Red Wolves at Dalton. So get ready for that one. We will not be traveling, but we will be doing a, a recap of all this away football action with assistant coach Dean Gray in the coming weeks. So I hope you're ready. Let's go. Welcome to the Knox Soccer Podcast, where we tell the soccer stories of our favorite big town little city, Knoxville, Tennessee. And I'm Patrick Teasdale. And today I have a special guest host, Casey Beeman of Dick's House of Sport Podcast. How's it going, Casey? So good, man. I am... I'm a little exhausted, but I'm a little jacked up still from that match. It was so fun, and I'm, I'm glad to be here. Oh, man, that's it, it was a heck of a lot of fun. We're in the mobile studio, the a.k.a. mobile Subio. 
Brian Canover is not here. He's up in New Jersey with his family, but well, he'll be back for a car take. But he did watch the live stream and he absolutely loved it. Casey, I think first of all we need to paint the picture a little bit better because <laughs> we're not just in a mobile studio. We're we're in the car and we can still see the lights from the uh, from the field. There are still cars leaving. I think I can still smell the grass and the blood from Danny Fernandez's <laughs> yes, head. Yes. It was a chippy, fun match, but man, this is uh, this is a cool setting. I like this. So let's talk about that crowd. So one Knoxville called a code blue because we're up against the Red Wolves, and boy, did they ever show up! Man, we had a packed house. Um, Casey, how was it up for you up in the press box? What? Well, I guess you can tell everyone. What are your uh, game day responsibilities, and how was it for you up there? Sure. Well, so I do the PA announcing, so I'll get up there and you know just read some various things. Actually, USL has some specific reads that you've like got to do, and then once we get closer to the match, it's just kind of you know game day stuff, announcing starting lineups and those sort of things. And then once we start the game, then it's obviously goals and you know goal kick, corner kick, that kind of thing. We had several food vendors out this match. One of the uh, I would say one of the best kept secrets of Knoxville. Maybe it's not so much of a secret. Pelican snowballs. Casey, have you and your family experienced the the Pelican snowballs before? Uh, I have. Um, they've actually come out to the store. Um, actually, One Knox, when they've come to do things, they've brought Pelican with them. At House of Sport, they've got an adult league that One Knox does. Brian plays in it. And they've brought uh, Pelican out to the uh, finals. So people love it. I love it. And how could you not? Is this the league where Brian broke his foot? Is that the same Did league? Did he break his foot? He I broke his foot, that. yeah. So he's, uh, he's oh, on a crutch. No. May, I did hear that uh, the House of Sport team beat Sam's team, so I bet that's uh, that's how it happened because Brian wasn't in the match. Uh, he did score two goals on the broken foot. Oh, so he he still he just like played right through it. Of course, I mean it's Brian Canover. Yeah, it builds character. <laughs> yeah, it's very I like true. that. Totally yeah. respect it. All right, so I was able to chat with a raving fan of the Pelican uh, Snowballs. Let's get to him right now. All right, so I'm standing in line with two fans here for uh, Pelican Snowballs. Have you had a Pelican Snowball before? No, you haven't. Have you had one? No. Oh, first timers, awesome. Uh, well, what's your name? Chad. Uh, Josh. Awesome, guys. Have you guys been to a One Knoxville match before? No, this is my first time. It's amazing how great they are. Have you enjoyed uh, how they're playing out there? Yeah. And what do you think about the three goals already? Oh, uh, yeah. The, this guy scored a hat trick. Yeah. So some people are calling him Thor. Do you think Thor works? Um, he looks like Thor. Yeah. No, I, I was... Uh, I was calling him Holland. So uh, what are you guys going to get at the Pelican Snowball? What flavor do you want to get? Um, probably like blue raspberry. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. All right. So after seeing how well we're doing, you guys going to come back for another match? I, I think so. It's so cool. I, lo I love the energy in Knoxville for soccer. Play soccer? Uh, yeah. ASL Alliance. Fantastic. Are you going to come back for another match? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, so before we dive into the match and hear from Coach, as well as Seba and Seth, let's get to today's sponsors. All right, so Casey, who is our first sponsor for the One Knoxville versus Dalton car take? Markman's. Markman's is a proud sponsor of the Knox Soccer Podcast and One Knoxville SC. Located at 6932 Kingston Pike, Markman's has been Knoxville's choice for diamonds and fine jewelry since 1976. Visit MarkmansDiamonds.com. All right, so after the match, you know, friends, are allowed onto the field and it seems like every one Knox player has a girlfriend, right? So lads, here's your pitch. Knoxville is a wonderful place to pop the question if you are emotionally and, and relationally ready. You know, I will preface with that. There are plenty of beautiful spots to ask and uh, to pop the question. Just ask Casey, Ryan, or myself. Casey, what are a couple good spots to pop the question? Where, where do you think? I actually popped the question in Knoxville, even though I'm a Maryvillian. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Where that happened? That was at uh, oh, what's it called? All Saints Church, I think it's called. It's the it's the really old Catholic church that's uh, right off of Gay Street. Yeah. It's just crazy old, and I thought we were gonna get married at that church. We ended up not, but uh, yeah, I did it right in front of that place. Oh, fantastic! Imes Nature Center and a couple of those trails is fantastic. Uh, Max Patch, uh, you know, close to Knoxville, or even up on House Mountain. Plenty of great places to pop the question, you guys. And so you have the location, but you still need a ring. And we happen to know a guy. Go check out Marksman's. Check him out. Take your girlfriend. Tell him Knox Soccer Podcast sent you. All right, Casey. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but our next sponsor for this episode is Dick's House of Sport Podcast. Casey, what's your podcast all about? Ooh, that's my favorite sponsor. The House <laughs> of Sport Podcast is uh, well, really, I'm I'm super proud of it because the it's the only Dick's Sporting Goods podcast in like the whole company. Oh, that's fantastic. But since we've got such a community focus here in Knoxville with the store. Um, they let me put together this show where basically I, I go out with community members and it's really all things local sports. So it's experts, uh, you know, players, coaches. It could be uh, a player that plays at Tennessee right now or somebody that used to. I have everybody from, you know, the director of operations at Outdoor Knoxville, you know, folks from Visit Knoxville to I had Uros Plavšić from the UT uh, basketball team. I had Mayor Glenn Jacobs talking about his time as a WWE wrestler. That was recently. a fantastic episode. I really Thank enjoyed you. that one. Thank you. It was it was a lot of fun to have him in. He was uh, he's an intimidating man because he's seven times my size. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, we talked about uh, what it was like not not just being Kane, but transitioning from that into politics and what his focus is for being you know a, a mayor that has a focus on sports. So how do we bring youth sports um, and, and kind of um, elevate that here in East Tennessee? So that's really the focus with all of it. Just about every sport I try to focus. On it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a really cool journey to um, tune into each episode because you really don't know what sport is coming about. It can be from fishing to football to soccer to rock climbing. It is a fantastic little like charcuterie plate of sports Ooh, of Knoxville. That does sound delicious. All right. Hey, I'll tell you on the next episode, I've actually got the keeper for uh, UT uh, Lady Vols soccer. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Lindsay Romig, I believe is her name. She's going to join me because they're doing a camp. Her and a couple other Lady Vols soccer players are doing a clinic for some kids on our field on June the 11th. This, uh, so she is going to be coming on the podcast to talk about that. We will definitely tune into that one. All right, Casey. So what impressed you most on this field? One knocks, four one against Dalton Redwood. I think the way they spread the ball out today, they really did that well. And I noticed they left Dalton chasing a lot of the yes. match. And that was something that uh, I hadn't really seen uh, in the previous matches. Obviously, the, the the first match at Austin East was um, they were kind of getting their legs and figuring each, each other out. Things looked much better in the next match against uh, Tri-Cities Otters, uh, but still they weren't quite there. But tonight they were spreading the ball out, and Dalton's not a bad team. They won their last match 3-2. Yep. Uh, yep. They spread the ball out well, left them chasing, and they just put themselves in a great position because every goal was – well, I'm saying every goal. I don't know what happened on the fourth goal, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, but uh, the first two, for sure, they were beautiful um, passes. Yep. It was just beautifully set up. And, uh, I mean, that's just the way soccer is supposed to be played. So when you do things right and spread the ball out the way you're supposed to and you, you, you leave your opponent on their heels, you know, you get those kind of opportunities. Definitely for the first half, it was definitely Mark McKeever, what he likes to say, sexy soccer. You know, having the link of play. Seba was continuous served up with opportunities, and he took advantage of those. It was fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of the gaffer, let's go ahead and get over to him of his reaction of the match. All right, so after a chippy match against Dalton Red Wolves 4-1 victory, how you feeling about the team, and are they checking off what you think you need to uh, challenge for the division? I think it's just one game at a time. We're, we're not going ahead of ourselves. It's uh, three wins in a row. Um, I'm delighted we scored four goals. We're set up to score goals. 
but I'm frustrated that we don't uh, we, we we concede. You know, it's probably a little bit of um, mental alertness. It's a personal battle that we shouldn't lose. Uh, we talk about it day in day out. So I'm a little bit disappointed, but I can't be overly disappointed because we just won four one. You know, the objectives are always clean sheet and get the three points. The three points being the ultimate goal and the ultimate objective. So delighted, delighted. Fantastic. So you're coming off the road from Tennessee SC and now you're headed away to Tormenta. How did the personnel play into the match, seeing that Vickers, Sarsar, Crazer, and Jeffus all got their first starts? Yeah, so we're going to, uh, there's, there's a massive squad rotation. We've never played the same uh, same team twice. Um, so we're going to continue along that path and keep putting our trust in the boys because there's a lot of good players here. And um, we're looking for connections. We're looking for relationships and who plays well with each other. And we're just trying to find the balance. I feel as though we can always have two good teams, you know, so we're comfortable taking another wave of players in to start against Tormenta. And yeah, hopefully we can come back with some points. All right. So you got three points and now you're on the bus down to Tormenta for Monday. How do you keep the players and the coach in rhythm for another match in 48 hours? I have no idea. Can you help me with that one? <laughs> it's a little bit insane to have to do it. But it's, it's probably the worst thing about US soccer is situations like this, the geography and playing, and it's just not healthy. It's not healthy. But it's a situation that we're provided. It's a situation that the league gave us. It's a situation that we're going to try and go and take full advantage of. So we jump in the bus tomorrow. The rest of the guys will get some recovery. Uh, we'll take another squad. Um, we'll try to manipulate the bus journey um, with massagers, rollers, uh, and probably ice baths and stretching when we get to the other end. And hopefully in Monday morning, the, the lads are physically and mentally ready to go. So today's opponent was the uh, Dalton Red Wolves, and we came and called a code blue, and we're all packed out. Full stadium. How did that feel coming back to a full stadium? It's such a special feeling representing this city. Um, it was our, it was our talk in the dressing room. You know, these guys are coming out in their hordes, and it's just a special, special atmosphere. And you saw it tonight. We gave a little bit of special product back in return. It wasn't special all the time, but there were special moments, and we're hoping to expand those moments into longer periods. But I think uh, the crowd has to take massive credit for tonight. And yeah. For who we are, they, they are our identity. It was so good to hear from Mark McKeever about the victory and as they prepare to travel down to Tormenta. All right, Casey, let's jump in. The second half was drastically different than the first half. What what happened, man? It got really chippy. And I get really nervous when stuff like this happened. It, it happened super late against Tri-Cities where I started getting nervous that somebody's going to get hurt. Super late fouls. Like cutting a face and like bleed oh on, the, on, the, on the pitch hurt. That guy had to have blood on his elbow. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, and one of the fans actually yelled that to him as he as he came off the pitch. Um, but th there were several fouls and cards for both teams actually very late, and I, I really was kind of cringing, like hoping somebody's not gonna you know injure themselves. It was very chippy. We did hold off. There wasn't too many injuries. Uh, I know that Fernandez did come off with gashed up head, but it seemed like he was all right and in good spirits. All right, so let's go ahead and jump on over to Seth Antwi, who has played every single match of this season. Let's kick it over to Seth. Seth, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've played in every match so far and uh, a lot of 90 minute performances in that role. There's a lot of dirty work. Uh, how do you see your role in the team and Mark McKeever's system? Um, I think my role is more like getting the ball um, for the other players to do what they do best, which is creating and um, scoring goals assisting. So basically I'm, I'm ma mainly there to like do the day work, get a ball for the players to do whatever they do. So having played in Mark's teams before, four games into the new season with a new club, 
How do you feel like things are coming along for One Knoxville? I think gradually we we getting the connections that we need, and um, that's that's crucial. You know, um, it's a new team, and then having a new team, you have to build chemistry from the start, and we get in there every game. So. As long as we keep going and we keep pushing each other, we should be good. So we got a few Ghanaians on the team, a Canadian Ghanaian, Stephen and Simon, and then I see you have the Canadian arm wrap. We got a lot of Ghanaians in Knoxville. So how important is that you represent your country on the field? I think the most important thing is doing what you love the best. And having a lot of Ghanaian players in the team means a lot. We get we get to share what, what we have and we, got, we get to let people know the ability that we got and then just Putting put ourselves out there because we know, like, back at home, there's a lot of challenges, but coming here and doing, getting opportunity to express ourselves as a Ghanaian, create opportunity for other, the, the other guys, like other generation to know that, oh, same day, I can do it too. Just basically being a role model for other people. And then how did it feel coming back to a whole packed stadium of uh, blue fans? It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, emotional there, having a lot of fans watching us and playing for them, it's everything you want to do. And I'm, I'm so blessed I'm here to play in front of them and having fun and winning fair points for them. Fantastic to hear from Seth. Everyone said he would be a man of few words, but he gave me way more than few. So it was fantastic. Thank you so much, Seth. I sure love to watch him play. It's fantastic, man. He, he's all over the place. He's always on the ball. He's so fast. And he, he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, my wife made the brilliant observation and comment that his link of play, he doesn't need a solid touch to the ball. He can just redirect and link up another play. It, it is so good. It is so much fun watching him. You need to do a podcast with her. Yeah, we'll bring her on. Okay. We will finally talk to Thor himself, Sebastian Andreasen. Let's go. Here he is. All right, Seba, when's the last time you scored a hat-trick? I actually never scored four goals before, uh, and hat-trick was probably before I even came to college. I haven't scored a college hat-trick before, so... Is this the first time I scored a hat-trick or four goals in America? What was the chance you were going to let another player take that PK? Well, if someone needs a goal, you know, it's it's it might happen, but I was always feeling myself at that moment. So I, and in the moment when I was was feeling the way I was feeling, there was there was no doubt that I, I thought I should take it myself. And then uh, how to feel putting the ball back in the net four times with every body part? Honestly, it's it's the, the greatest feeling because it's a saying to myself saying I can do everything a little bit. So it's, it's a good feeling and... You know, it's um, I've had I had lucky that I had so good delivery today as well. You know, the boys gave me great balls, and all I had to do was just put it in the back of the net. So you know, a lot of the glory goes to the guys giving me the ball as well. So you know, kudos to them, and I couldn't do it without them. Coming off an away match and you, that had a three-hour rain delay, not a lot of fans, and it had to be called short. How does it feel coming back to a packed stadium full of blue fans? Honestly, playing in front of these fans is one of the the best feelings I ever ever had. But, uh, these guys are absolutely amazing and. You know, the, these people show like caring and love and support and, you know, it's it's different. You know, they separate themselves because you won't find this anywhere else. You know, this is this is special. As Seba said, it was fantastic to be in front of a full packed house again. It was so much fun. This match was way more packed than the second home match here. It felt like an Austin East match where it was 2,200 people. Man, it was so much energy in the stadium. It was electric. The, the weather was nice. It, it wasn't too hot. I think the code blue kind of added a little shot of energy yep. for folks. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think I, I heard a number, you know, 1,800 plus, and they were all screaming too. So we have a quick turnaround for the boys Monday against Tormenta. So as Mark McKeever said, they're getting on the bus tomorrow, getting down there so they have a little time to get settled. And they won't be back home for a while. We have four away matches. So stay tuned to the pod. We're going to have some really cool stuff coming up and uh, checking in with the coaches. It's going to be great.
So Casey, let's get some final words of how awesome this win was. You've seen the guys play all three of their home matches. What's impressed you the most? This, I mean, this match was, it was just so fun. The first half just flew by. It does that when you're up 3-0, but it was, it was a lot of fun. The team was really playing beautiful soccer and I, I love to watch it. And just the fire that you can tell that they're playing with. It's not just that they are, you know, more talented than, than the other team, which it does seem to be the case a lot of the time, but they play with a fire and a passion. And that's what I love to see. It is so cool to see. They, you can tell they're really connecting on the field as a team and with this city. Uh, they're really responding to the crowd and this city. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. It has been a lot of fun and it's going to continue to be a lot of fun. Casey, how, how do we tune into the podcast? Where can we find you? Give it, give us the whole, all the deets. Yeah, man. It's uh, just called House of Sport. So you can find it. I think it's everywhere that you can find podcasts. Just uh, dial it up there, House of Sport, and you can go back in the archives, listen to anything from local PGA golfer Scott Stallings to current Tennessee Vols, uh, Cedric Tillman, or like I mentioned earlier, the uh, the mayor. So lots of cool episodes and lots of stuff. Several guys from uh, uh, One Knox have joined me uh, on the show over the past year. So House of Sport. Check it out. So we put a poll of what your goal call would be for One Knox. Have you settled on something? Well, I don't know if you you can even hear me when everybody's cheering during a goal. I was kind of worried, you know, scoring four goals. I was afraid I was going to lose my voice and not be able to participate in this. But um, I really just kind of shout goal. I'm not trying to be like, you know, an Argentinian okay. uh, broadcaster, but I've just kind of whatever comes out. And that's just been shouting goal uh, in, you know, my excitement. It's not even been me thinking about it. It's no kind of like broadcasting you know, tactic. It is just me going, holy cow, we just scored. And, so genuine uh, one knocks passion. That's what you're feeling. Like tonight with the first goal, at least it was me uh, screaming goal while I'm throwing high fives up in the uh, press Absolutely. box. So uh, I like having the, uh, the uh, handheld wireless mic here at uh, Knox Catholic. <laughs> so it, it, <laughs> it lends itself to a lot of um, uh, mobility for me up in the uh, press box. Awesome. Well, Casey, thanks so much for coming along. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you'll be hearing more of Casey, and we'll be collaborating more. Tune into our episode on uh, Dick's House of Sport, and uh, yeah, make sure to go and follow and give a listen to him. Yeah, thanks. Be sure to follow along knocksoccerpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll see you on the next one. Code Blue!